we praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, it's very timely. It's a nice segue. Reverend Usher reading that scripture for us this afternoon because I wanted us to look at um, Psalms number 18. Maybe for now, just the first verse of Psalm number 18. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. We have been studying in the, in the book of Second Samuel. Um, a little bit about antityping. Something that is similar in opposite ways, but they bear similarities. There are different figures of speech that describe this type of linguistic mechanism. And um, there's also subsets of different type of the use of these figures of speech. And um, it's interesting because most people, a lot of people know about typology and it's all over the Bible. I have not gone into it a whole lot in Bible study, but I have touched upon it. But this afternoon, I wanted, to, as we, uh, those of you who have blessed us by being part of our Thursday night Bible study, we know that we're coming down to the end of the second book of Samuel. And, um, and, and we're coming down to the end of the life of David as, as it was recorded in that book. I said, and, and I, think it's worth repeating. I said in Bible class that David's life began with Samuel's model. And you say, well, how is that? Well, the story of David begins when Samuel's mother, upon going every year to sacrifice in a special way to worship with the Lord, always asked for a son. And 
on one of these occasions, she just broke down. And uh, God answered her. And God promised her the son. And she promised God that she would bring up this son and dedicate his life to God. And we see how the parallels, the resemblance of what God had promised Samuel works out also in David's life. Dedication, total dedication to God. When we look at the Samuel, the 22nd chapter, we realize that the hymn the poetry that is written, expressed in Samuel 22, verses 1 to 51, that long psalm of praise and thanksgiving is the same psalm that we call Psalm 18 in the book of Psalms. Just about word for word. Samuel 22, 1 through 51 is Psalms number 22. Psalm 18, rather. Psalms number 18. That in itself should kind of stimulate most people's curiosity. And it really, really does. Almost verbatimly, this song of praise and thanksgiving and some translation even have it that David is singing it to the Lord as he reflect over his own life that um, it is the same song, the same poetry, the same wording of Psalms number 18, Samuel 22. The way it begins is so captivating. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, lots of wonderful things come after that. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my savior. Where I find protection. 
I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he answers me. Ah, when things were so bad, it seemed like the ropes of death is entangling me. Flood waters are about to destroy me. It, uh, in my distress, as I call out to the Lord, yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me and delivered me. Even as the hurt shook and trembled, mountains in my life, the foundations shook. Smoke poured out of the nostrils of God, flame leaped from his mouth like glowing coals blaze from him because he was angry with me, but he didn't show compassion. I love you, Lord. He opened the gates of heaven and came down to touch me and to bless me. Oh, beautiful words. Oh, and you can go on down over and over. He reached down from heaven. He rescued me, saved me from the deep waters and makes me blameless before him. I kept myself for him and he rewarded me for my faithfulness. To the faithful you show yourself faithful and to those with integrity you show integrity. The pure you show purity. God is God. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't do what is wrong. David is a mere human being and made a lot of errors and did things that were sinful. But the lesson that is being emphasized to us in this wonderful poetry, the anti-typology of it all, that the things that we said throughout the time we studied the life of David, I started up with talking about dedicating his own life. It's telling us that God is perfect. We are not. But there are attributes of God that even in our imperfection we can practice and do these things. And we have talked 
over the months about David loyalty, David compassion, David willing to work even with his enemies, David patience. All these wonderful attributes is integrity. Even when he himself is in a lot of trouble, he's thinking of the welfare of our, of others. So when you look at David, don't 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 look. God wants us to see those qualities of God. He shares with us his faithfulness, his loyalty. In spite of our shortcomings. And you can see over and over, and I've tried to repeat this in so many different ways. You can see over and over why this thing about having the heart of God, a man after God's own, a man after God's own attitudes in many, many ways. A regular man, an ordinary man, even as he is king, keeps exhibiting the wonderful things of God that God would have us. So here's a challenge to me and to all of us. And that's why sometimes, you know, I know is what people are saying, and I say too, and it's Correct, I'm not saying it's not correct. I'm saying it's very interesting when we say, uh, when we say, um, it's only human, that person's only human, and I'm only human. It's true, I, I agree, but if it is said and it is believed in terms of Excuses, you will be making excuses. Uh, we can do better than that. We are only human, yes, but we can be faithful. We are only human, yes, but we can be considerate. We are only human, yes, but we can be compassionate. We are only human, yes, but we can love God with all our heart all of our soul and all of our might. Yes, I love you. If one, and we often do, I do, if we just interpret this wonderful psalm, psalm number 18, if we just interpret it based on Samuel, 2nd Samuel 22. Just that David, and he's doing this a lot, but not alone. That he's thanking God for having brought him through all this stuff. As Reverend Usher just read about how when he was running away from Saul. If it's just about thanksgiving to God for saving him, it's not enough. It is thanksgiving and admiration and adoration for God 
to allow him to keep those qualities even if often he didn't know whether he would be rescued and delivered by God. His faithfulness did not change. So he's not just thanking God for victories over his enemies. He's thanking God for allowing him, for allowing him to be faithful, to be peaceful many times. He is loving God to allow him to be humble. He is thanking God because God is perfect and he is very imperfect, but he still can love with all his heart and all his soul, all his mind and show kindness to others, and willing to forgive others, even as he many times didn't forgive himself, so to speak. God gave him the strength, not only in battle, but God gave him the strength to live day by day for the glory of God. We thank God for what he shows us. He says, God lives in verse 46. Praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. Ah, hallelujah. We thank you. So Hannah, Hannah went into the temple and God gave them Samuel. A man also of imperfection, impetuous, easily irritated, But it was God who's reaching down beyond Samuel. Reaching down to the insignificant person, one of the sons of Jesse, the shepherd boy, David. And so God reached through generations, so to speak, definitely through situations and conditions and circumstances, and he reached down to the loneliest of us, the loneliest, the loneliest, the loneliest person among us. And if we exhibit what God desire of us. It doesn't matter what may come our way. We have God to praise always for his deliverance 
for his mercy and for his goodness as we do for others. So God bless everyone this afternoon. And we thank you so much for listening and hope that you will share now with your own thoughts.